Greetings listeners from all corners of the world. It's the Esports Asia Weekly Podcast. Now you're listening to two ex-esports event goers. Talk and analyze esports news we find interesting. I'm your host, Iti, and with me is my co-host, Dane. How have you been, Dane? I've been very good, thanks, Iti, but not as busy as you, I guess. And yeah, then when I, I tried guess. to replace you with that idiot Grand, and then he's like casting some small events... A wild Rift something, and uh, Bun takes up his uh, time pretty much 24-7, so what can you do? Uh, and he's been simping for Bun, because Bun's That's, been paying him. Yeah. yeah, daddy pays him, so <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but for this week, we're discussing amongst other things, uh, the international refunds all ticket sales. EG hires a breaking new mindset news. performance coach, yes, breaking news indeed. China bans PUBG Sports, and Galaxy Racer Nigma hires a new regional marketing manager. Now, as you know, Dane, and you're very familiar mm. with the international, is happening under COVID conditions this year in Romania. And well, it's been getting worse and worse, and it's bad enough that they have to cancel all ticket sales now. They have to refund all ticket sales now, actually. Oh, it's just a memory, the fact that they couldn't even um, like go ahead in, in uh, Sweden. I'd completely forgotten about that at this point. Oh, yeah. Because there's so much shit that's happening <laughs> with uh, uh, Romania. It's mm. a distant memory now. But, like... I mean, who who didn't see this coming? Uh, every event, international event, has had to do some pretty draconian bubble yeah. measures, lockdown measures, um, whether it's been esports or sports. And it, it, there's big question marks about pretty much everything to do with the COVID management of this tournament so far. And it really does seem to be like most of it had to be driven by organizations rather than the organizer themselves. Yeah. They seemed rather laissez-faire about it. Like, the players came in, they weren't placed in a bubble, they weren't, you know, ushered into this, like, closed-off environment immediately. Mm. And you would think, right? You would think. And, and and something that I noticed is, like, I was still seeing Instagram stories of players getting their second shot in Romania. Oh, okay. And I'm quite shocked that it's like, okay, cool, you got vaccinated. It, it, it does take a couple weeks for that protection to set in. It's a good two or so weeks after you get yeah. your second shot. And during that time, you can be quite vulnerable to infection. Um, how are they even allowed to travel to Romania on one shot? Uh, the, the, the kind of, um, yeah, a bit of a wake-up call for me and, and how how um, free this is uh, yeah. versus how other countries have operated. Maybe yeah. I mean, that's probably part of the reason why it is being held where it is. Um, but I remember yeah. we said in the past, like looking at the cases in Sweden at the time, there's like, I mean, I'm sure we've said on this podcast that looking at the cases daily, we didn't think that TI would go ahead in Sweden for the reason of the cases, purely for the cases. Yeah. Um, everything that I've read suggests that Romania is dealing with um, surges in COVID. So I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that players are getting their second shot before the tournament happens um, yeah. rather than getting it before they travel internationally. That That is bizarre to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, lots of stuff with the Chinese teams as well. Yeah, so the Chinese teams, according to our good friend Leon Arthur, apparently for IG, three players have tested positive. And for Team Esther, all 10 players have tested positive, including the coach and the leader. Uh, LGD Gaming is safe, Elephant is safe, and VG Gaming, all nine members are safe as well. Now this is very concerning because, you know, it seems like mostly it's the Chinese teams that are getting COVID right now. I mean, like, what what's the difference between the Chinese teams and the other Western I mean, I know there's um, obviously something going on with Delta in China, like there is with most places. Yeah. Uh, one concerning message I read, uh, I think it was from Mali, um, who is usually based in China, I believe, is that if you catch COVID, you need to be 
recovered for a month before oh, you're yeah. allowed to return to China. Yeah. Um, that is gonna really suck. Um, being able to uh, being unable to return to your home country is a terrible feeling. No one knows that more yeah. than Australians because we've essentially people have been <laughs> stranded overseas. Yes. Um, for a long time now, um, unable to get home, which is terrible. But I, 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 I can't imagine getting sick in a foreign country and then, you know, and then the situation is, well, you're there for a month now. And who knows if they're even going to be able to attend the, um, you know, the land component yeah, of exactly. TI. You would hope that the the people who are sick with COVID are allowed to at least participate um, while isolated. Um, I would hope that that's possible. Uh, I don't know how it's all going to work. Uh, but obviously, the big news story from today is that there will be no in-person crowd for TI. Uh, so, you know, there's going to be Reddit isn't going to be able to uh, point at any country bias. Um, <laughs> what was it? TI night in China? Honestly, yeah. the crowd was so hype. And like it just didn't, I guess it just didn't come through on the stream yeah. for audio reasons. And man, yeah. like when you read like Reddit and stuff and like what they were accusing the crowd of doing, it was so disconnected from reality. Uh, it was quite a bizarre experience. Um, but yeah, no crowd, and it's it's gonna be. It will still be fun, I'm sure, as a viewing experience online. Yeah. But it's not gonna feel like the biggest yeah. tournament in the world without a crowd there cheering. And you're not gonna be able to see the players responding to the crowd as well. Like, there's a lot of famous moments of like, uh, Team Secret Matuba Man hyping himself up before you know as he enters into the the booth and everything. And yeah, all the player yeah, antics, yeah. they will no longer be inspired by the crowd and. That's you know, it there's just a large component of esports spectacle that is missing if there's no crowd. It is. And like we saw, um, if you follow sports, there was a big period of time before vaccines were rolled out where we had sports with yeah. no crowd or like digital crowd noises. Oh yeah. And even the most amazing matches, shots or whatever, they were just so lackluster yeah. without a crowd. But obviously in Dota we have um we have many online only tournaments. Um yeah. You know, and and they're they're totally fine. Sometimes they're my favorite. Um, with the most low key. What's the one that's always wacky? Is it Dream Hack, Dream League? Yeah, Dream. Um, League. Dream League's always a bit like laid back. It almost seems like the talents just doing whatever they want on yeah, the day. Yeah. I, I like. I really enjoy that atmosphere. I enjoy watching those tournaments. So we'll see if it can capture that. But I doubt it can be that wacky when it's Ti. You know. Yeah, there's there's also another tournament IP that's I think is by a betting partner. I can't quite remember what's it called. But yeah, I definitely feel that uh, it can work it's not, without a crowd. Yeah, 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 yeah. It could work, but you know, it's not just not the best product, right? Like, can you imagine worlds? I mean, world did worlds have a crowd? Or worlds did crowd? Did worlds I think have worlds a crowd? didn't have a crowd. Allergic to League of Legends, on okay. <laughs> Let's I'm assume they that... didn't. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, it was yeah, in yeah. China, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. I, I think they didn't have a crowd. Like it was just like uh, closed off and everything. All I'm saying is that if Worlds uh could enforce a mandatory bubble, I mean, okay, so this is how the structure of yeah, well, Worlds moved to right? sorry, just confirming. The world's moved yeah. to Europe, no crowd. Okay, great. Okay, okay, thank you. Uh, the structure of TI it happened like this, right? The China teams arrived for the boot camp beforehand, before the bubble was established for the tournament, 
right? Mm. So technically, PGL isn't uh, responsible, but still, uh, maybe, you know, when you're doing your planning, I guess if someone, if a team arrives in Romania, they probably need to be in the bubble already. If you want to have a smooth tournament, right? Just accounting for all circumstances. I think when the teams came in for um, the M1 Mobile Legends series in Singapore, they were immediately mm. sequestered into the hotel, right? Like, yeah, they, they had no you can't go outside out, interaction. No touring for you, you know, get on the bus, get to the hotel, do whatever you want at the hotel, but you can't do anything else. And I think they should have yeah. done that. Even if they were like, okay, I'm going to arrange a boot camp in advance, but, you know, they should still say that, okay, you can only boot camp in the hotel and you can only stay at the hotel. You must be in the bubble because if you came, if you come early. Uh, yeah, it would be interesting to know more about like the actual entry laws of Romania yeah, at the moment. Absolutely. I don't know if all players needed to have like a negative um, mm. PCR test before they traveled. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, who knows what, I don't know where these cases were acquired. Um, yeah, exactly. That, that matters a lot. <laughs> It's a scary um, thought, isn't it? But it is just so... Uh, you know, and the other thing we were just looking at is the fact yeah. that... Um, was it the CEO of IG who says that yeah. Valve didn't respond, hasn't responded to him for three days? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, that is... I mean, that makes me sick. <laughs> How is that? You've got literally uh, sick players. Yes. Um, desperately, you know, and the, 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 the situation is bigger than TI, as big as yeah. TI is. yeah. Um, I just, I mean, you know, every Dota player has frustrations towards Valve um, <laughs> because of the way they manage certain things. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this is like kind of a new level of just like negligence through yes. yeah. indifference. I, yeah. it, we don't see what goes on in the background, but I don't think anyone can deny the reality that Valve has the money and ability to have more resources thrown at managing this. Yeah. Surely it's impossible to deny that. Yeah, I mean, um, they do have the resources and they should respond. But I don't know, they're you know, just sitting on their hands, waiting for the timeline, waiting for the deadline to reach before saying anything. That's, that's the thing about Valve, right? Whenever they make an announcement, it's an absolute announcement, right? There's no like taxis, backsies, mm. no negotiations. So maybe that's why they don't respond. So they, they can be consistent with their absolute announcements. But at the same time, right, you would appreciate some communication. Like, for example, this for this IGCEO, he sent an email to Val on the 30th of September when uh, IG members started testing positive for COVID-19. And uh, it's, it's now 3rd of October, it's the time of this recording. And there's been no response from Valve at all. So that's really concerning. Like, especially when a team, you know, spends so much time and resources just to qualify for your tournament and then uh, you cancel the first year's iteration. <laughs> and you know how, I mean, we, we all know how, we all know intimately that how uh, hard it is for esports teams to sustain themselves, right? Especially with the largest um, guest source of income, right? In terms of sponsorships and reach and um, prize money, it just gets canceled at the drop of a hat. And you have to wait until next year and find a way to survive until then. I can't believe, I can't imagine how uh, stressful it must be for the IG CEO. And what scares me is that the fact that they haven't responded to questions about players getting COVID for three days, <laughs> that kind of implies that they don't have a plan in place for people yeah. getting COVID. Yeah. And it is a guarantee when you're bringing in so many people from so many countries to this country that has active COVID cases, yeah. someone would have gotten COVID. That that that's like oh, like a guarantee. It's almost a given. Yeah. So the thought that they don't have a, a plan ready to go for this, yeah, <laughs> it's quite upsetting. <laughs> Disappointed. Um, but 
you know, we haven't seen a resolution to this yet. Um, yeah. And we also don't know the actual condition of the players. And, and you know, like, yeah. you know, we've all, if you see people's reaction to COVID, um, it's so different for different people. Um, yes. I was just looking at um, one of my um, uh, people I know from esports on Twitter. They they mentioned that um, that they had no reaction when they got COVID. But when they got their first jab, they got all of the COVID symptoms oh, yeah. Um, yeah. that they missed out on. Um, and then some people have COVID, they feel nothing for the first week, and then the second week it gets very rough. And obviously you yeah. don't want anyone playing while they're, you know, being hit by the effects yeah. of, you know, absolutely, yeah. uh, you know, breathing <laughs> issues or anything like that. Yeah. Um, a lot to manage. You know, I mean, this this is what you take on when you plan an international tournament during COVID. Yeah. Um, but yeah. the planning already just seems so... Lackluster. So <laughs> indifferent. Like, who cares? Uh, um, <laughs> who cares? Once, you know, the, the articles will all just be about the prize money anyway. And <laughs> we're Valve at um, depressing days if you're a, a Dota fan. But, hey, TI is around the corner. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed, right? I think mm. the bubble starts tomorrow, I believe. The tournament bubble. Yeah, the tournament bubble starts tomorrow. So, <sighs> Volvo, please. Everyone tweet bubble. at Volvo and confuse the hell out of them. I remember to bomb their reviews. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll work. <laughs> they worked for Genshin Impact, though. People review oh, bomb yeah. them and then all of a sudden, oh, he's 400 Primo gems a day all of a sudden. Uh, please take it. <laughs> We're so sorry. Please take Please take these bribes and uh, give yeah, us good, exactly. good reviews. Give us those five stars. Um, oh. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but just like you know, like during the Australian Open, the tennis tournament, we had a fourteen-day bubble, and the players were going crazy. Yeah, but that's because if you're an elite athlete, it's very hard to train in a hotel room. Absolutely, absolutely. Dota players, <laughs> they, they live in rooms anyway. You're right about that. The perfect situation for having a fourteen-day bubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's start. Anyway, moving on. Uh, we, of course, fingers crossed for TI. I mean, we are fans of the game. And as much as we criticize the game, we only criticize it because we care. So Evil Geniuses, in a bit to do better than third place at TI, has hired a new mindset and performance coach, HealthyGamer.gg. Now, I don't know much about Healthy Gamer. I know that he's a Twitch streamer. I know that he's Indian. I know that he's a pretty friendly face. Uh, seen one of his streams. Well, what do you think about that? Do you have any information? Look, I, I, I get like you, I'm aware of him. I know he... Um has had some pretty public sessions for people, so it's fully streamed when he's, he's I guess, helping people. And that must be tough for those those high-profile oh, yeah. um, streamers or gamers to, like, let it all out in front of their audience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I suppose the bigger question, or the bigger topic here is, is esports teams hiring people specifically for the mentality side of things um, versus just pure gaming and scrims? as prep and it's good to see i guess although like it seems like you know like colloquially there there is examples where teams have hired mentality coaches um or or you know sports therapists and they've seen results um yeah. but it would be interesting to know like some hard data um you know oh, like yeah. maybe improvements in revolt results versus previous years but it's very hard to say oh well it was definitely the thing but um yeah i mean it's definitely like an industry of interest to esports yeah and when the biggest orgs start doing it and they see results i'm sure the smaller orgs will replicate uh, i guess the real question is do you need a gaming conscious um sports therapist or mental coach to reach esports athletes or can just general mental health services Mm, um, help? That's a good question. But it's always good when people can go uh, study traditional careers, um, which are 
you know, you don't have to explain your parents um, that you <laughs> yes. can make money being a therapist because they know you can. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's great for people to be able to take those kind of traditional roles and find it, find a little home for themselves um, yeah. in esports, like lawyers have done as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I'll tell you what's true. Um, OG has had this uh, sports psychologist for the past two TIs, and it's the same two TIs that they want, right? So mm. definitely there's some basis for getting a so-called performance coach. There's also a psychologist. Your team. And you can't argue but, with that, can you? Two TS. Yeah, you can't argue. <laughs> but uh, I've I've seen some conspiracy theories already, and I love those. Like um, mm. they said, uh, because they they observed the behavior of like Motel and some of the team members, and they were really twitchy. So since the Adderall, psych- yeah, right. This the OG sports psychologist <laughs> is an actual psychologist. Oh, so they said, that, oh, they got her in, them for the prescription drugs. I was like, okay, well. <laughs> That's a fan theory. Well, that's but, a great asset to have. I've never tried Adderall, but it is. It is. <laughs> if it wins your two TIs, yeah, cook me no, up. I, I I wouldn't speak for the performance and effectiveness of Adderall, but um, I know people who at important exams they take Adderall just to focus better. Just to and, fo- I mean, it's basically straight pharmaceutical speed, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Uh, Look, I was watching an anti-drugs documentary. Yeah, about a meth addict and he's like the first time I did meth it was like school sporting carnival and like he broke like five school oh, records shit. that day <laughs> and if, oh, yeah. if the documentary just stopped there I'd be like let's, let's do meth it's a good drug that's right it did keep going you know some things might have come back to bite him with his meth addiction uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, um, yeah. but you know take your Small wins you exactly <laughs> Uh, we're not we're not endorsing the use of metaphor. Oh well, abusing prescription. I am. But we're we're just saying, not. like you know, there's a possibility and like how it how it might uh add to someone's performance, but definitely not accusing OG of using performance enhancing drugs. And it is a very big concern for uh professional esports that even till today, right? We don't actually have a formal drug policy or drug testing policy. Yeah, I mean, there's always mothers about Adderall. It, it's like been. Yeah. Forever in a day. There's been Adderall and match fixing are like the two things that it's like everyone's aware yeah. of. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you never see super solid concrete. You know, you ever see an insider come out and be like, well, we were doing Adderall while match fixing every day. <laughs> it was all, <laughs> it was great. Adderall all along. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We never see it, but sure. Yeah, but, you know, it's hard, right? Because, you know, um, a lot of esports athletes start from a very young age, and when you're exposed to blue light, these kinds of like high twitch function games since young it's easy to develop mm. ADHD as a result and you might just take really? Adderall just to fix your ADHD I mean there's been some studies that's been trying to link but not formalized studies they've been trying to link uh, uh, exposure to blue light uh, exposure to uh, high twitch function uh, activities right, making you a bit bit um, right switching right right forgetting uh, contributing to the yeah. development of ADHD yeah, I mean, they, they, were, they were just trying to explain why ADHD is so prevalent in modern society. I mean, it's Could that explain the... why I'm an idiot? <laughs> I hope it explains why I'm an idiot as well. Display me on my mental health. Yeah, well, it's video games yeah. um, that have caused it. Absolutely. Okay, interesting. Let's see if more... I guess it's not a surprise, um, one, that they did it before TI. Yeah. And yeah. Um, two, that they're... they're quite a big team a lot of teams have a lot of money to burn Let, mm. let's see if the I guess the smaller teams that don't have much money if they yeah. see that as something that like oh no no we don't have much but we need you know we need an in-house or yeah. you know dedicated um yeah uh, mental coach yeah. or 
you know, personality, whatever, there to help us. It'll be interesting to see. Yep. If EG gets better than third place, we can congratulate Healthy Gamer. And if I and if they get worse, yeah, we can just blame him as well. They got Isis and Abed, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, interesting thing about Isis, um, I from what I learned in the local circuits, right? Um, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of local players say he's cursed never to win a TI. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I hope he proves uh, it wrong. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I hope he does prove it wrong. But I also, I don't want to say much. But it's just like I, I sometimes when you're around Dota players and you see their attitude towards certain things. Oh yeah, it's hard to imagine them winning anything of significance <laughs> with certain attitudes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I'll say about that. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's gonna be. Oh, I love watching yeah. him and I've been playing anyway. So yeah, I haven't watched Dota since like Ti Nine. Honestly, it's been such a long time since <laughs> I even watched a game of Dota. Uh, I'm yeah. kind of pumped just to catch up with who's who's who, who's doing well. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm excited. And, uh, we're all looking forward towards Ti. That's why we're talking so much about. And not but worlds. Yeah, not worlds. Not certainly worlds not while we're days. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> Oh, who cares? No, we don't care. But uh, moving on to a new game, uh, Pub- uh, China bans uh, PUBG esports entirely. It's a surprise. It's uh, you know Tencent owns so much of PUBG. Yeah, it feels like there's a story every week. Like China bans uh, kids playing games oh, yes. you know, with online, or China bans kids playing games after four p.m. Or like, oh yeah. Every yeah. time we see it, it's like, oh my god, this is gonna destroy esports in China. Um, but this one does <laughs> seem like it actually will. <laughs> Um, although it's, it seems to be that the game is just not approved. Um, I was reading through the Esports Observer article, and as always, um, Hong Yu Chen, my favorite uh, writer, if, you, if you're interested in what's happening in China and esports, I think he's the go-to. Um, but it seems to be that it, it's not like approved by... Uh, it says he rece- has not received approval from China's government regula- regulatory agency the national press and public administration. So I do wonder oh. if this is just a matter of like, they just need to get approval um, before yeah. it can continue. I imagine that's probably the case. Um, and also questions about if you're allowed to live stream it as well. Um, yeah. I mean, complicated realistically. Yeah. I don't know what's happening here, but PUBG Sports banned. I mean, for the near future, it's not going to appear in China for sure. <laughs> and I imagine that's that would be like does that cover PUBG Mobile as well? I don't know. Yeah. And they do yeah. you change the Chinese name of PUBG to Chicken Game and Daily Chicken Game? Oh yeah, that, I think that was a the, I think that was a parody, was it? <laughs> oh my goodness. Now with PUBG, I I'm, I'm always not sure what's the next development because it's always oh we're gonna rebrand, we are splitting for India, um, China is gonna be under a different brand, you know. It's confusing. And uh, apparently, uh, Tencent Games for the India franchise uh, is no longer involved. So for the India franchise, it's going to be managed under the intellectual property of the PUBG, uh, PUBG company, which is a Korean company. Mm. So, so it's, it's just confusing. It's really confusing what's happening. Ah, okay. And an interesting observation here is that this move might be targeting Valve's expansion in China. Oh, okay. Um, so that, and you know, after hearing that, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> that might make a little sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's see. Man. They're trying to trip up Steam. Imagine if you invest in like tech 
in China. It, it uh-huh. must be so tough because like is the government just can wave its finger and then your company's just destroyed. Well, <laughs> there's a certain level of like relationships you have to build before you can start investing and that ensures the security of your investment. That's why I have to say about China business. It's not necessarily about... You're, you're in close with the, the CCP? <laughs> right? uh, not, not me, but mm. people that I know. <laughs> Oh, that's how okay. business... You want to name them? No, no. Uh, that's how business is in China. It's just a matter of fact, right? It's like how when you go to Malaysia, you do business, you got to pay the right people. Well, I never did. <laughs> oh my God. Speaking of paying the right people, <laughs> see, Galaxy Racer Enigma has hired a new regional marketing manager, which used to be the marketing manager at FSL, right? Her name is Zoe. Uh, do you... I think you have a full name once. No, and I don't. And we're very happy for her. <laughs> Congratulations, Zoe. Uh, I do see that they also picked up um, uh, Romeo Masayo. Um, mm-hmm. He's going to take over India in South Asia, which is forever. Like Everyone's constantly talking about esports in India. Um, oh, yeah. Like Fnatic, they picked up their PUBG Mobile team until India banned PUBG Mobile. <laughs> and then I don't think they have anything currently going there. Um, but yeah, everyone's always talking about India. Although it's like, man, from working in some teams where they're like involved in sales in India or, or uh, campaigns yeah. in India, like, like the amount of time they've jumped on calls of agencies and just yeah. caught them out lying during the call um, <laughs> or like claiming that they have certain streamers in their like or, or influencers in their agency. And then they've, but they've spoken directly already to those streamers they said they weren't affiliated with them um, yeah man it must be a tough market to get into i know you're dealing with um integrity well oh, same with at SCA. that point <laughs> at that point you're just hoping for the best right like oh please 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 yeah. please at just educate deliver on what you say you can. <laughs> yeah oh my god it's, it's just chaotic there's no uh, formal business that's esports, baby. Yeah, yeah. Well, you get ripped off. It's just the, the, the don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, Galaxy Racer doing things. Um, you know, merging with Nigma. Yeah, I always hated Enigma. Nigma's name, and I just can't. I still can't. He named it after I know. <laughs> doesn't it mean star? Yeah, it does. Like some star it's or something. Spelled differently. Well, it's spelled using characters. From Hebrew, I think. So yeah. Yeah. It's like Ari Neiman, right? Our good friend. His his name Ari is supposed to uh, mean something else in Hebrew. Lion. Okay. Oh, there you go. <laughs> anyway, Nigma is now Gal Nigma Galaxy. Nick Galaxy Nigma. Yeah. Okay, don't try too hard. Nigma Galaxy. I'm also trying to wrap my head around it. Because I keep seeing Galaxy Racer Nigma Nigma Galaxy. And then Nigma Galaxy Racer. I'm like, okay, yeah. So there's um... Nigma Galaxy. So essentially yes. Nigma is is dead individually yeah. as, as Nigma. That no longer Correct. exists. They no longer Nigma exist. is now Nigma Galaxy, which is yeah. the esports arm organization of Dota of Galaxy Racer. Yes. So I think all esports from Galaxy Racer will be called Nigma Galaxy. Well, I think they still have to retain a different name for the Southeast Asia side because no, uh, Nigma Galaxy two, Yeah, they specifically uh, prohibit the same organization for sending out two teams, I believe. Well, they can't both go to TI. Yeah. Like, as, so as it stands. That, that's, that's the confusion I have right now. So what is the formal arrangement that apparently Valve is accepting? <laughs> because clearly they merged to consolidate the resources and investments right so uh i don't know well i mean the c team of galaxy racer yeah i mean they're not they're not going to ti right uh i, 
Are they? Aren't they? Surely not. Is Pelosin going to TI? Is Alacrity go- is Injured Dream going to TI? I don't think they are. No, I don't, I don't think they are. I think SCA is fanatic. Nigma is for sure. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I don't think Galaxy is. So let me. No. I'm no, just got, trying to. T1 and. Oh yeah, it's T1. Oh, I, I keep thinking like uh, there's a Southeast Asian team that's going. Elephant, that's China. Elephant is China. Yeah, okay, uh, it's T1. Okay, that's my bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I keep so, thinking Galaxy Racer qualified, but no. I, uh, so if you look at it that way, if they pick up Galaxy Racer C now, probably for cheap because mm-hmm. no one's looking to get them. Um, yeah, when, when TI is on, and then you just then it's like, well, we have a team they'll play in tournaments throughout C, and then if they do qualify for TI. Um, you know, next year, maybe then we can just sell them for a jacked up price. <laughs> or to flip them like an NFT. Yeah, yeah like an NFT. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of NFTs, by the way, we are, we'd like to congratulate our good friend Chicok Ban for being confirmed as a full-time staff at uh, uh, Riot Games Singapore. And uh, he did one of those very nice gifs you do when you switch your like Twitter header, right? And now he's a league operations manager. So from esports project to league operations, you know, it just means that they're going to have esports very consistently in the future. And thank you, Ban, for not using that gif with the it's official and the contract getting stamped. Uh, I'm sick of everyone using that gif. (laughs) I hate it so much. Uh, Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I did that too. Yeah, I do more that gift. I am creative out. people. Um, but yeah, full Top time um, with Riot, at, it's such a a good feeling. Uh, mm. I, I was one of the maybe the first people I met in esports, and it was just like at the lowest key Clash Royale tournament in a cafe with no spectators. Yeah. Uh, and Ban, when he was doing RPL, was helping to organize it, and it was like for some reason I just loved that event. Because there was like no yeah. people there. It was in a cafe. There was a good vibes. Um, and and I got to meet Man, who is, in my opinion, like one of the best people that I've met in um, esports. Um, yeah. Just as a, as a human being, so very happy yes, to see yes. him do well. Um, yeah. Even if uh, Wild Rift, yeah. <laughs> he did. I just celebrate. I did. He did tweet. This is a while ago now. This is September yeah. 21. Mm-hmm. He said, calling Wild Rift a dead game is like saying a one-year-old baby is useless for not being able to do a <laughs> basketball dunk. <laughs> yeah, sure. The baby might be the kid of Michael Jordan, but you can't quite expect it to be like the father right away. And yeah. then you compare the baby to the neighbor's kid who's been 360 dunking over all the kids in the neighborhood. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. He has compared... Yeah. Wild Rift to a one-year-old uh, baby, um, <laughs> which is why he's saying it's new, except in the context of the video game industry, yeah. one-year-old babies regularly slam dunk, um, <laughs> and also one-year-old babies who don't slam dunk are regularly um, aborted uh, <laughs> and, and, and put out to pasture. Um, so I don't right. think that analogy quite right. makes sense. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, that's not accurate. Either, that's right. Um, but I love Barn's tweets. Uh, but yes, congratulations. I do. The Barn working on your dead game full time and much love. <laughs> yeah. Well, my I think my first time meeting him in person was in Singapore um, back in 2019 before events were banned. Oh, actually, that was back in 2018. So I haven't seen him in person for three years now. And even time. though we live in the same country. Funny how that, funny how that is. Like, and at yeah. that point of time, his wife was with him and she was still pregnant with his kid. So maybe I'll just so drop by him, ask his child, you know, can he can, give him a basketball? Can he slam dunk? Can you, like, can you do a slam dunk? <laughs> That's right. 
And then, you know, just reflect on the good times, the good old times where, you know, COVID didn't F up all his plans uh, for doing events. True, true. It is, it is painful. Oh, yeah, I think maybe next week we might be able to get Ban come in and uh, say a few words. Well, we'll never get him now. Because <laughs> now he has to get right approval to say anything. Oh, you're and, right. Oh, and there was no. one podcast where I, I flamed oh, Riot, right. like, PR. Ah, yeah. And then he, like, sent it to their PR. Oh, of course. So we're never going to get any... <laughs> Oh, of course, never get a word yeah, out. The that's shit fine. list now. That's fine. That's what I'm used. To. That's my comfort zone. <laughs> We've just uh... relationships with Karina also very good. Mm-hmm. You're just ripping what we're sowing. <sighs> well, I wouldn't say it's uncalled for, but well, it's just criticism. Just criticism. That's the position I put myself in. Um, yeah. Now. Uh, quickly, uh, Garena and TikTok partner for Brazilian Free Fire. Not huge to do with esports Asia, but I just think it's interesting to see an event officially streaming full esports on TikTok. Yeah. I don't know if this has happened too much. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, every time I get exposed to content from TikTok, I, I do uh, question if I do want to live into the future. Yeah. Um, but you know, like. This all, I, it, it, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. Will will TikTok fully go into like um, esports? They have so, a lot of potential with, for collaboration because you can't hold an esports player's attention for very long. It's not easy to do like full interviews with them. Very um, true. So what's better for for content with players than like six second clips of them doing a dance or something? You know that, that sounds like it's perfect for players. Someone call Alan. <laughs> get Alan in. He likes to dance on TikTok. He'll um he'll, he'll yeah, dance yeah. with them. Can't wait oh, to see that. Oh, I can't stop. I can't wait to see the dancing Brazilian players on TikTok. I mean, they're <laughs> just so it's, wonderful. Uh, Free Fire is on mobile, right? So you could dance while playing it because it's just yeah, you could. Uh-huh. Well, is that the future of esports? <laughs> dancing while playing. I'm so. But yeah, Brasilia. Uh, sorry, Brasilia. Brasilia. Brazil. Brazil. I don't know why I started speaking Espanol. Silly. <laughs> Brazil is an emerging market for uh esports and mm. you know they're just trying to test what works there and honestly for every market uh, different things work for different markets so maybe this might be big for Brazil who knows yep yep IGN Brazil is the biggest uh independent IGN like independent is in their franchise holder rather than the main company um so if you take away US Australia and UK Brazil is yeah. the biggest um market for IGN and it's through localization, uh, but there, there is a huge audience there. They do very well for themselves. So gaming in general, um, yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting to see. Yeah, but I, I still will not download TikTok in my lifetime. No, I mean I have managed. They need to manage better what people can post. That did. I would say like ninety nine percent of like when I get shared like dumb COVID conspiracies, yes. or like like yeah. general like of the dumbest shit in the fucking universe. Yeah, it yeah. is on TikTok, and I just think like, how is this shit on on here? Why is this on here? Um, and I think why are as you a being recommended? People, because people want to see me angry, so they forward me dumb stuff. <laughs> they want to see you mauled. Everyone wants to see me mauled, apparently. That's all I have to offer the world. And then they send me things that they know will make me mauled. Yeah. And then I mauled. Yeah. You just, oh. well, it happens. It happens. It happens. <laughs> I can't you know, afford in, to lose In anymore. Singapore, right? Uh, there's a TikTok creator with like over 2.4 million followers. And mm. because of that guy, there's this wave of TikTok creators. Uh, coming into Singapore TikTok right now. And it's pretty funny. Some of them, like, 
they are gang- they are like comedy gangsters so they like kind of kind of showcase how gangsters talk in Singapore and etc and that's pretty humorous and popular apparently in the region yeah but yeah I mean, there has to be talented creators out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. As long as the algorithm oh. deems them worthy. Yeah. I do find it funny that like there's a, like a virus that that comes from China and then but like Westerners are so dumb that they oh, like, yeah. get an app that's like run by like Chinese state media, <laughs> yeah. and then because of what they see on that app, they believe that it's like a Western conspiracy. <laughs> oh God. Oh, anyway. No. Yeah. Get all your information from TikTok. Well, that's what Valve, they Valve playing their COVID around what they saw on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. And if, and if uh, you want to get more information other than from TikTok, you can just listen to the Esports Asia Weekly podcast. That's right. <laughs> and we, we thank you guys for all your attention and your time and for listening to us once again. Do you have any you know, closing comments? Dave? Nope. Nope. Can't wait. Looking forward to TI. And uh, we'll probably have a lot to discuss next week as we'll see how this, this TI situation unfolds. And Worlds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and uh, Worlds as well. <laughs> uh, and yeah, see you guys next week. See ya.